in the name of Jesus. And we bless you for your word. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we love you, Lord. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, I'm asking that you would allow us to hear from heaven so that we can correct whatever it is that you want us to correct and that you plant a seed inside of us that will grow into righteous fruit. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise God. Well, the Bible says to come boldly to your throne of grace, his throne of grace, to make re- and make your request known. The Bible says to come boldly to the throne. What throne? The throne of grace, the throne where God is. I think we talked about that a little bit today, where God is, where you can find God, the secret place. Come boldly. When you prepare to pray, don't hold back on what you need from God. No, if you don't call the dog and want the cat, tell him what you want. Amen. Hallelujah. Because God created us. He knows us. He knows what we need before we even ask. But it's got to come out of your mouth. The request has to be made known unto God from you. Amen. But we need to have confidence. We don't come boldly. We come like beggars if we do go because we don't have confidence that God's going to even answer us. Amen. We don't have confidence in God, in his promises, in our covenant. We're in covenant with him. Amen. And we have to have confidence in the covenant of God because he made the covenant. We didn't. (laughs) He's the covenant maker. So why wouldn't he keep a why would he make a covenant with our, us and not want to keep his end of the bargain? He's not like that. He's God Almighty, sovereign God. Amen. So we need to have confidence confidence that God loves us enough to listen to us and forgive us. See a lot of us we don't go to God because we feel guilty and and we need to. We have sin all over us. But all we have to do is repent. We don't want to repent. Because we don't think, you know why? We don't have confidence in repentance. We don't have confidence in the covenant. That when God, you know, when he says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. We don't have confidence in that covenant. In the new covenant. Amen. See, most of us, especially, you know what that is? That's religion. Because most of us are still, well, give me a goat, give me a bull. Let me sprinkle the blood to get rid of our sin when that's already been abolished and done away with because jesus set the tone he's already done that he's paid the price amen we don't need the blood of bulls and goats but that's the way where most of us are in our thinking because we punish ourselves, and we you know we have all of this lack of confidence amen all this sin consciousness the Bible says in Romans, I think it's 8, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who walk after the spirit. But if you stay in the flesh, fleshly thinking, you always feel like you're guilty of something. And you probably are repent is gone. We got to believe in this repentance thing. Believe in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is our problem, and this is why we don't go to God, because we know God then told us to do something a zillion times. We ain't do it, so we stay away. It's a trick of the enemy. It's a snare. Amen. We don't go before God 
we don't go be face to face we pray pray our prayers say a little prayer i pray for my kids i pray for my husband we don't go face to face with god we stay out of his way because of guilt (laughs) sin consciousness we all been there amen so we think if we hide out say a little prayer here send it up the pipeline hey god you know like a pipe and you speaking into it and it goes to heaven but as long as we don't come face to face and you know what that is it's sin consciousness because you're conscious of what you ain't doing for god and you don't want to pay the price for it because you don't really know why you're doing it why you're being dis- it's disobedience and it comes between us and god and it's not supposed to the bible says come boldly to my throne of grace to make every need known express yourself amen hallelujah we don't want to face to face with him because we don't have the confidence that he loves us man see it's like this god is like a parent you know how you avoid your parents for a while don't call them for a while i you know i ain't been over there to see them in a while i used to be like that all the time and so you hate to do it, and every day it's just bigger and bigger. Oh, boy, now it's a week. Now it's two weeks. I ain't been over there. Amen. But God is, is like a parent. They forgive you anyway. So glad to see you when you finally go over there. And you don't go over there because you're trying to save yourself. <laughs> but they don't know that. Amen. Because they steal your mama and your daddy. And so you put it off. Man. But see, he's even better than a natural parent because he don't keep up with that stuff. He's just there to love us and take us back for whatever reason. But we lack confidence in the covenant that we have with God. His co- What covenant? He says he'll never leave us or forsake us. That's a covenant. We don't trust in his faithfulness to forgive us. I will forgive your sins and remember them no more. That's a covenant. We don't trust it. Are y'all here today? Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans 10, 35. I'm sorry, Hebrews 10, 35. I don't know how I got that mixed up. We got to trust what God has already told us. That's where your future and your hope is. It's in what he's told you. Our future and hope ain't in nothing else but what God has said. Amen. Everything else is dung. (laughs) Don't amount to a hill of beans. What counts is what God has told us. Well, he promised that we can't see it, honey. That's your best hope. Because faith is, is having confidence in what you can't see. Amen. Because what you see, you don't need faith for. Amen. We just have need of endurance. Hallelujah. Don't fall, fall to the wayside like so many do. And you notice they always got to pick a reason why. Amen. And it's always the people they left behind talking crazy when really they they got a thing against god i lay you two to one it's a thing against god amen hebrews ten thirty five. 
It says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Let's go to 34. It says, for you have had passion on me in my chains. This is Paul talking. And joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. Therefore, do not cast or fling away your confidence, which has great reward. Verse 36, for you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Amen. So God said in his word that he would not be angry or turn away from us anymore when you come before him. In other words, he won't reject us. That's his promise. See, a lot of us are afraid of rejection because we've been so bad in our own eyes which we are, but all you do is repent. So you got to believe in that blood covenant. Amen. The blood covenant says that Jesus paid the price for all your bad behavior. And God knew you was going to be bad before you was bad. Amen. Now, he don't want you to stay that way. He don't want you to think it's okay. It ain't okay because we can do better. Amen. Amen. He, said, he says he won't be angry with us anymore. And he, when you come before him, he won't hide his face. He won't reject us or turn away, regardless of our sin. Amen? See, we judge ourselves. Now, there's a different way that you judge yourself. When you judge yourself, you repent. You look at, analyze what you did for that day. And when you mess up, like if you spoke wrong or if you offended somebody, didn't mean it, you still go to God and say, God, you know what? This person got offended. I didn't mean it like that. You go and express yourself to him. And you know what he does? He put it in somebody's heart to forgive you. And, and he'll show them what you really meant. But if you don't go to God with this stuff, it never gets straightened out. It's just more crap on top of crap on top of crap. Then other people get involved in its own. Because they putting in that two cent. Because they got something against that person. I believe it's like this. And then that goes like that. And that goes like that. God will give you a clear picture of what's going on. Because he, he knows it all. Amen. But see, he's looking for people to know what's going on. And forgive anyway and keep moving. You know what I'm saying? That's what he's looking for. People who don't add fuel to the fire. They, you know, they say, yep, da-da-da-da. But we forgive and we're going to keep moving forward. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is, is what God expects out of us. Maturity. People who squabble all the time, they immature. No, they don't, they don't know. See, it's like this. However you talk to God's people, that you're doing that to him. Amen. That's, you disrespect them, you're disrespecting God. And a lot of and your stuff won't go nowhere. I don't know how I got on there. That's that, that ain't where I was going with it. But man, gotta treat people like you want to be treated, and do the best you can do. And yes, we all lose our temper, and we all get out the box sometimes. But you go to people and and say you're sorry. Amen. Now you don't just say it to God. You offend people. You say it to them. That's what people duck, and they use God as a duck ducking people i went to god already but you offended me well moving right along 
<laughs> Hallelujah. So we have to learn to trust God's faithfulness and forgive them back on track. He needs to comfort us, heal us, protect us. So our confidence must be in God and his great love for us. See, but our confidence is in ourselves. That's why we don't go to him. Confidence is in ourselves. In other words, we think we don't need him. Well, you know, I don't need him for this because I got them straight. No, you didn't. Still on the table. When we have confidence in God, we come boldly to his throne. That's why we don't come boldly. Why don't you come boldly? Because you don't have confidence that he's going to understand or forgive you or even listen. Most of us don't even know he's there. But he is. And see, when you go to God, you have to have confidence knowing that he's heard you. And see, this the biggest thing that came against me is I wasn't sure he heard me. He heard me. He heard me. But see, I because I, I didn't have confidence that he was listening to me. And you know why? Because we don't have confidence that he loves us. The only reason somebody would ignore you and treat you bad is because there's something wrong with their love. God don't ignore us and he don't treat us bad. Amen. Let's see what the Amplified is saying about Hebrews 10.35. Hallelujah. It says, do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. I love that. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't turn away from God. We must trust God, trust his faithfulness, trust him to forgive us when we go and tell him whatever it is. And know that he'll comfort you and help you and heal and protect us when you tell him everything. Because he's sitting there looking anyway. (laughs) But our confidence has to be in God and his great love for us, not in ourselves. See, people who don't go to God with their everyday problems, you got confidence that you're going to take care of it. But when you have confidence in God, you go boldly to his throne. Let's go to verse 19. Go back up to verse 19 in Hebrews 10. It's like cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Even if you think it's a situation where you can handle, you still let him in on it if you belong to him. Verse 19 says, therefore, brethren, since we have full freedom and confidence, I'm in the Amplified, confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies by the power and virtue of the blood of Jesus, by this fresh, new, and living way which he imitated and, de- and dedicated and opened up for us through the, separating, through the separating curtain or the veil of the holy, and holy, holy of holies, that is through his flesh. So in other words, God's flesh, his body was broken to tear that, tear that veil. In other words, the separation is the veil. When Jesus' body was broken at the cross, when they beat him and his skin popped open, that was the tearing of the veil. That was the breaking of the body. And when his body was broken for us, that veil was torn. 
Are y'all here? In other words, that separation was torn between us and him. Amen. And you know what that says? It says, no more fear of me, no more hiding from me, no more keeping things from me because I'm here taking it for you so that you can have confidence that the Father, my Father God, that ordained this whole thing will be there for you. And so that, that curtain was torn when his body was broken. Amen. Getting chill bumps. Amen. And so we don't have to hide anything from him or doubt that he's there for us. Because, listen, he surely went to that cross. And if he went to that cross, the Bible says his body was broken for us. That's where healing came from. Restoration came out of that. Salvation came out of that. Getting your daily needs taken care of. Everything came out of that broken body. The, the, the curtain was torn. Amen. In other words, no more separation. No more uh, uh, do, <laughs> making sacrifices. You know, you don't have to do that anymore. It, that When that curtain tore because of his body being broken, that opened up, yes. the curtain torn, yes. opened up, step through. Yes. Go to him. You know, the, the secret place is available to all of us. No more rituals. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me park there. Because we still think we have to do rituals to get there when the ritual at the cross has been done. You don't have to do anything spectacular. Find them in your car. Find them in your cupboard. Find them in your bedroom, in your closet. Whatever you've got to do is there. Amen. Hallelujah. No more rituals. And that's what his body broke and stopped. It cut. The rituals. All you got to do is say, you know, God, and he's there in that place where you met him before. Amen. How, he, how does he come? By power and virtue. See, it's like this. He did the work. You got to believe it. So he comes by faith that you believe he's going to be there when you cry, Abba, Father. That's what Abba, Father is all about. Abba Father is when you cry out to God, when you face to face with him, and you feel like he's your father, a parent, and you cry out and he's there because of the the torn veil. Amen. It's open for you. Let's keep reading. I think we're in verse 21. And since we have such a great, wonderful, noble priest who rules over the house of God, let us all come forward and draw near with true honest and sincere hearts see that's what it takes to get past the veil honest and sincere heart is it says it's unqualified assurance and absolute conviction engendered by faith so in other words faith takes you past the curtain in, in other words if you don't have faith you can't even get near the curtain amen you gotta believe what jesus did at the cross for you amen let me let me read in the let's see we're in Hebrews ten, right? Verse twenty two. Let me go back up to let me go back to nineteen in verse ten in the King James. Therefore, brethren, verse nineteen, having boldness to enter the holy of holies, the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us. 
through the veil which is his flesh. Y'all there? You see there? The veil is his flesh. Amen. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. So if you don't have no faith that God even loves you, you don't get it. You don't even get to the, to the veil. You outside somewhere. Thinking and trying to figure and put it all together. You can't put this together. You got to believe in your heart, just like salvation. You believe in your heart that Jesus was the son of God. He died for your sin. Boom, you shall be saved. It's just as easy as everything else. You got to believe it. If you don't believe it, you never go past the veil. Hallelujah. It says, let us draw near with true heart and in full assurance, 22, of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. I'll read it again. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance. So what does that mean? It means you've got to be faith that when you go to the, to the veil or to the secret place, he's going to be there and not turn you away, Amen. not cast you aside, not forsake you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. All those things have to come into your mind. Amen. And if it don't, renew your mind in the word of God. It says, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Hallelujah. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of, the, of ourselves. That's what some people need to read. Well, I'm in my word. I'm at home. It says, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Amen. In other words, go to church and grow up. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm in my word at home. I, I do my, yeah, we know old religious one. Ain't nobody there but you in the furniture. God ain't there. Let's go back. Drop down to verse 2. Go back up to 10-2. It says, for this would they have ceased. Wait a minute. Let, let me read one. For the, law having, for the law having a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually, continually year by year make those who approach perfect. Now he's talking about the, the sacrifice of, of blood and goats. It's talking about the ritual, sprinkling the blood. You've got to find a sacrifice. Amen. And whichever animal runs and gets away or whatever, then the one that didn't get away, that's the one. They've got to compete for their own life. And then you, you get the one that lost, you lose, like flipping a coin on an animal, and then you take it for a sacrifice, sprinkle the blood. That's before you even go and repent to the priest. And then the priest take your your repentance to god because he was the only one allowed in the holy of holies because we weren't worthy ain't it good that jesus just squashed all of that amen and we still don't go 
We still don't go, you know why? Because we don't think we're clean enough or we don't believe he's there or we think we don't want to repent because we want to stay mad. And you know you can't take that junk behind the veil. That's why we don't repent. And see, one day is two days, two days is three weeks, three weeks, and then before you know it, it's festered in your heart and you don't know it because you ain't that bright. <laughs> well, it was good anyway. Amen. See, because those are cases called a snare. And see, the devil is very slick with his stuff. Amen, I'm telling you. He'll have people provoke you, provoke you, provoke you so you'll slip. He'll do anything, use anybody. He don't care. you got to be smart. Amen. That didn't get a good review, but I don't care. It's, it's God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I don't know where I am. Verse 2, verse 3. Did I do two? Yeah. Okay, verse three. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sin every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. It was just a ritual. Y'all hearing me? Verse five. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offerings you did not desire. You did not desire. But a body you have prepared for me in burnt offerings and sacrifices of sin. You had no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. Previously saying sacrifice and offerings, burnt offerings and offerings for sin you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes, ev- he takes away the first that he may establish the second. So he takes away the first covenant to establish the second. Amen. He took away the old covenant. To establish the new covenant. It says verse 10. But that will. But that will we have been. Did I read that right? By I'm sorry. By that will we have been sanctified. Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. Once and for all. In other words. Once you sanctify from that old covenant. It's, it's one time. One shot. One time deal. You don't get one shot. But Jesus had one shot. He fulfilled. And that's all we need forever and ever. Good thing about this covenant of repentance. You don't have to go and repent once for the whole year. Whenever you go every night to that throne. Boom, boom, boom. I messed up again. It's, it, it never wears out. It's like I used to say, God, here I am again. You know, because I felt like I was wearing out my welcome. Because I was always mad, always discouraged, always something. And, you know, I'm just thankful that he let me know, come as many times as you like. I didn't care at the time. I didn't know. I was just going to go because I didn't have nowhere else to go. It's good to have you be on your last string and don't have nothing else but God. Amen. Because it kept me going back, kept me going back until I started to learn about him and the truth about him amen hallelujah so when we have confidence in our god's forgiveness we come boldly 
to the throne and you don't mind asking god for anything because you know he's not going to tell you no you just know in your spirit that he's not going to tell you no because you know you did everything that you were supposed to do but when you refuse to forgive people stay want to stay mad and i don't like this and they treat me wrong which they probably are but god is looking at sometimes he'll remove that prick whatever that is in your side the thorn he don't remove it because he want to see what you going to do with it. Yeah, well, that didn't. Y'all hear? <laughs> I mean, that thing can stay for 20 years. So what you going to do with it? You're either going to get over it and love it anyway or live out of it. Man, we don't believe God. Don't believe he loves us. Don't believe believe he has a forgiving nature. We can't cleanse ourselves. God has to do it. We have to stop living out of our own abilities and live out of the promises. You don't live out of abilities. Because, see, if you start living out of the abilities that God gave you, it always leads back to God. So if you start living out of what you can do, you had it for a fall. Yeah, Something's going to happen that God keeps you running back to him because you got out of order. It's God then. Boom, boom, boom. And so you have to stop living out of what you can do. Now, does God want you to do stuff? He gave you the ability. Of course he does. But don't start forgetting about him. Put him in there every day. Amen. So we have to stop living out of our own abilities. This is all god is doing and and uh let's see let's go to leviticus 16 leviticus 16 And Leviticus 16 talks about the Old Covenant concerning forgiveness and entering into the Holy of Holies. I'm not going to stay on it long, but just so everybody understands. Verse 1, it says, after the death of Aaron, that's Moses' brother, two sons. Oh, okay, after the, the death of Aaron's two sons, when they grew, when they drew near before the Lord and died. What's that about? Because they offered false fire. See, in other words, these people died all the time when they didn't obey the instructions. Because, see, they couldn't get before the holy and holy. See, now we can go. In other words, it's like this. We can go dirty before the Lord. They can't. Back then, the Old Testament, you had to cleanse yourself. And and Aaron's two sons, he was Moses' brother. He helped lead them in. I mean, he was right there. His two sons, they had <laughs> false fire. I mean, they had they lied before the Holy Ghost, and they fell dead because they wouldn't repent. All this is leading back to repentance and trust in God that no matter what you say, he's going to accept you. Look, you got to trust the covenant. And see, this is good to know so you can explain this to people when you minister to them. you got to know these things. And when he, they went before the Lord, they died. And a lot of us would if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus. 
Amen. We drop dead. So it says, the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, your brother, this is verse 2, he must not come at all times into the Holy of Holies within the veil before the mercy seat upon the ark, lest he die. See, his boys already croaked. You don't come in any time. This is what he's saying. For I will appear in the cloud on the mercy seat. But Aaron shall come into the holy enclosure in this way. Now these are instructions. With a young bull for sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. Verse 4. He shall put on the holy linen undergarment and he shall have the linen breeches upon his body and be girded with the linen girdle or sash and with the linen turban or mitre shall he be attired so you got to dress for the occasion see but but the now because of jesus died on that cross you come raggedy just as you are amen but see this is what these people had to go through back in then it says, in the linen turban or mitre, I read that, attire, these are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and then put them on. So, see, you got to naturally cleanse yourself. Verse 5, he shall take at the expense of the congregation of the Israelites two male goats for a, sign off, a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. And Aaron shall present the bull as the sin offering for himself and make atonement for himself and for his house, the other priest. See, everybody got to get clean. First the priest, the people who lead, and then the people. Then you, they got to make an a offering for the people too. Kind of like the Catholics. Now you know where they get that from. Go and confess your sins in the confessional. When they can't do nothing, no more than them, them, those bulls or goats. But that's all they had at the time. Let's see. And all God wanted to do, well, why did God set it up? He wanted them to know that they needed the Savior that he was going to send, which they rejected him anyway and killed him. Are y'all here today? Verse 8, Aaron shall cast lots on the two goats, one lot for the Lord, the other lot for us. Azazel or removal. And Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord's lot fell and offer him as a sin offering. The goat on which the lot fell for Azazel or removal shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over him that he may be let go into the wilderness for dismissal. Aaron shall present the bulls as the sin offering for his own sins and shall make atonement for himself and for his house, the other priest, and shall kill the bulls as a sin offering for himself. He shall take a censer full of uh, burning coals of fire off the bronze altar before the Lord and his two hands full of sweet incense beaten small and bring it within the veil and that's into the holy of holies and put the incense on the fire in the censer before the lord that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is upon the ark the testimony lest he die 
and he shall take the bull's blood and sprinkle it with his fingers on the front of the uh, or the east side of the mercy seat and before the mercy seat he shall sprinkle of the blood of his fingers seven times then then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the sins of the people and bring its blood within the veil into the holy of holies and do with the blood as he did with the blood of the bull and sprinkle it on the mercy seat and before the mercy and before the mercy seat and that's also in hebrew 217 you need to write that down and read it so you'll understand it thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanliness of the israelites and because of their transgressions even all their sins and so shall he do for the tent of the meeting that remains among them in the midst of the uncleanliness amen so i'm, I'm gonna stop there did i go down to 16 yeah so let's go to, now let's flip over to matthew 27 27 and we're going to read in matthew 27 about the new covenant and the throne of grace verse 50 very short you see how many scriptures i read then and it was a lot more to read well look how quick this one is in verse 27 of matthew verse 50 it says and jesus cried again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit and at once the curtain of the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs were open. Amen. That's it. Are y'all here? See, all of that stuff that they was doing with them blood and goats and all of this stuff to get purified, clean enough to go before God. And you still couldn't stand before him. You die. Jesus did it in an instant. But we still don't go up there. And the good thing, it's not a specific place that you have to go. It's in your house. It's wherever you find God, in your car, wherever you meet him in your heart. This ain't a head thing. You can't ex understand this with your head. Because the, in the book of Matthew, it talks about it being foolishness to the, to the carnal mind. And to the religious mind, he was talking to one of them Pharisees that was in church every week. And he said, this is foolishness to you because you have to discern things spiritually. The ear gate and the eye gate cannot discern spiritual things. Amen. It's spiritually discerned. You can't discern this with the head and with what you see and with what you think. It's discerned with your heart. Amen. It's spiritually discerned amen and see that's why this went over quick anybody that said well you mean all i got to do is just find god and just repent he's in your heart you you pray and get your mind renewed first in the word of god because that's why people can't see you can't spiritually discern anything with your carnal mind and so you have to get you have to get a spiritual mind but once your mind is spiritual you know, and in other words, spiritual mind is you're not thinking the way the world thinks. You're thinking the way God thinks. This stuff is a breeze. Amen. His body was shed for our sins. End of story. The veil was torn. And no more fear and separation. God is no more separated because of Jesus. You can go to him anytime. 
Amen. In a snowstorm, in a rainstorm. And call those things that be not as though they are, and they come. Amen. It's all in what you believe. And you can't believe this stuff with a carnal mind, and that's most people's problems. Because I went to church for many years, and I know it's Jesus wept, Jesus wept, Jesus wept, Jesus wept, Jesus wept. And you know why he was weeping? I just know he wept. It's a mixture of Catholic and Baptist stuff. Amen. I didn't know that he came in power, Holy Ghost power, to defend me when I need it. He's your lawyer. Amen. You cry out to him and tell him what you want. Tell him what you need. Amen. To the, to the defining of the most, what am I trying to say, details. Tell him what you need. And he goes with you. The Bible says he, the Holy Spirit goes before you. And he's there wherever that destination is when you need him. He goes before you and he follows you. He's your rear guard so the devil can't attack you from the back or the front. Amen. Don't be scared of the world and what they can do to you. The world is full of devils and deception. But when you got God, he's, you put your money on him. Amen. And you'll come out victorious every single time. Every time. I don't care if you ain't been doing what you're supposed to do. Repent. And get get back with what you, the main idea is God wants to show you that he is with you as a mighty terror. And he fights your enemies, trust me. Amen. God made some promises. Let's go to Isaiah 54. I'm going to wrap this up soon. Isaiah 54. We might have to finish it another time. Isaiah 54. Let's see, verse 9. Now, let's see. Okay, so we know that his body was shed. You, he tore the veil, so no more sacrifices. You, ha- you just go to God in spirit and in truth, love, knowing that he loves you. So it's no more punishment for sin. God made some... God made some promises, and this is another reason why people don't go to God when they're wrong. They don't go to God when they need Him, because they it's sin consciousness. I I did this. I did. I didn't say. I didn't. You know. And then they don't go to Him, and then they just suffer with worry and anxiety because they have no confidence in Him because they think He's keeping score on a tally sheet. Isaiah fifty four nine explains it a little better. He says, for this is like the days of Noah. Let me go to my King James, because sometimes I don't like this amplified. I like to do that after the King James. Isaiah 54. Verse 9. Okay. In the the King James, it says, for this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn, now listen to this, this is a promise. As I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be angry with you or rebuke you. Are y'all here today? So when you go to God asking him for something, know that he has promised. Why would he promise that he won't be mad at you? 
when he's already said, I won't rebuke you. Turn That means turn your his back. Reject you. He won't reject you when you need him. But see, this is something you have to make yourself receive and believe. If you can believe it, you will receive it. He won't reject you. Amen. I'll be telling God the least little thing I do for him. Lord, don't reject me because I took out the garbage. And I repent when I didn't do something. I know I should have done it. And I won't do it no more. Amen. Very easy. But people don't want to do it because they don't want to straighten up. And it's... <laughs> you get more more in tr- more trouble with God when you know and you keep doing it. You got to change your... Get your heart changed. That's a heart problem. There's something wrong with your heart. It's called hardened heart. Amen. Well, that didn't get a good... Re- but it's still truth. Go home and chew on it. Isaiah 54... Let's see, did I do 10? Okay, oh, I didn't finish 9. It says, so I have sworn that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you. Nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. He will give you peace. Amen. Even when the storm comes. Verse 11 says, oh, you afflicted one. That means the one who worry. Tossed with temptest and not comforted. Behold, I will lay your stones with colorful gems. You know what them, that stones, that means you'll strengthen you. Whatever causes you to be strengthened. He'll, he'll put it, make it as colorful gems. And lay your foundation, he mean a firm foundation, give you a firm foundation with sapphires. Amen. See, all of these stones represent strength, stability. Amen. And and then he says in verse 12, and I will make your pinnacles of rubies. That means he'll give you clear vision from a high vantage point. Amen. Clear vision. But you got to trust him. It says in your gates of crystals, that's clarity. And all your walls of precious stones. In other words, he said, look, I'm just going to make you strong in your heart, in your mind. Whatever you need, just try me. And see, don't I I come for you because I made you some promises because you're the seed of the righteous and you shall be delivered and not beg bread. So I'm going to make you a strong tower like like precious gems and stones. Now listen to this. Here's another promise that we ought to know. Verse 13. And all your children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be their peace of your children. And you know what that means? That means my children, your children, your children, they mark for victory. Devil can't mess with them. See, he just don't know it. If he can run everybody scared... Great shall be their peace. Amen. That's good news to me. Your grandkids. Great shall be. They'll be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace. Amen. So he got this whole family. 
covered. Amen. So he's saying, look, trust him and don't be scared of nothing no man can do to you. Amen. Because God will fight for you. The Bible says like a mighty terrible one. Hallelujah. Hey, hey. Am I, did I go past where I was supposed to go? What's, what's the next scripture? Where was I at? 14. In righteousness you shall be established. Amen. You know what that's saying? That word righteousness it means no one can accuse you of nothing. Nobody can accuse you because you're righteous. So in righteousness you shall be established and you shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you. (laughs) It's like Psalm 91. Verse 15 says, Indeed they shall surely assemble but not because of whoever assembles. Wait a minute because of me okay let me read that again it says indeed they shall surely assemble but not because of me see they assemble to try to take you down it says whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake in other words no weapon is formed against you so prosper and every tongue that rises up against you in accusation you will condemn are y'all here today? God is speaking to somebody. I know he's speaking to me. Hallelujah. Woo. The assemb- they will assemble against you. And see, that's to scare you. Because the devil's always making stuff look scary. He says, but they won't take you down. <laughs> Woo. Why? Because it says, because I created the spoiler to destroy he, I'm in control of bad people and good ones. Don't don't get get it twisted. He did, he created the spoiler. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't even know where I am. No. I'm in. I'm where? Sixteen. Okay. I, I jumped the gun. Behold, I have created the blacksmith. Amen. In other words, I created him to destroy. Amen something i don't know i created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire who brings forth an instrument for his work you know they make that's what they do and i have created the spoiler to destroy so listen he says so listen to me no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment you will condemn I condemn you, I condemn you in Jesus' name. I condemn you in Jesus' name. But but God, I did something wrong. Repent and shut up. And take this free defense. (laughs) Amen. This is the heritage of the servants of of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, saith the Lord. In other words, you know what this is really saying? We are all justified. God's not judging. Hallelujah. We're all justified. God says he will he will be compassionate toward us and merciful on us when we come towards the boldly towards the the throne. And all your children shall be great. Amen. You know God gives us our when we pray, 
In other words, look at it like this. When we pray, why do we pray if you don't believe? It's a big waste of time. It's just a ritual. Bog Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, the kingdom. You know, God, I want you to do do, do. Why are you doing that if you don't believe it? Big waste of time. Amen. Go listen to some albums or something. Paint a room. But don't waste your time. Believe it. When you do it, believe it and let it don't judge God no more. Judge him faithful and keep moving. Amen. Judge him faithful. Don't look at how it looks. Do you really think the devil is going to look? Everything you see, the chair, it was created out of a, a, a brainstorm first, out of a vision, a desk, this. Everything that you see came from the invisible realm first houses they're on the architects you know yeah blueprint first it's not seen most people can't figure that out on paper what it's going to look like i know i can't and i'm like oh okay you know i'll try i really don't know what i'm looking at mac had blueprints built for his house he was remodeling and adding on and he showed me the blueprint all i saw was a white piece of paper with some blue lines y'all know what i'm saying and he was pointing out everything and i was agreeing with him i wasn't gonna steal his vision but i didn't have one till it was erected y'all following me and so you can't look at stuff before it's done and picture how it's gonna be so quit trying to do that because it don't work amen Man, we if we could just get this. I know it set me free. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Quit looking at how you think stuff is going to be. Because you don't know. Somebody's faith created everything we see. Amen. It took faith to create that light bulb, the cotton gin, all of these things. It took somebody's faith in God that these things. Look at Martha Stewart. She brought home being a homemaker he made she brought it back to be a popular thing because see people didn't like it at first if you didn't work you were ashamed but now it's it's not an embarrassment to be at home and build it building that's you know doing what you're supposed to be doing that's not a, a a job that is to be looked down on being a home and now even but let me tell you how every time god bring something forth here come man staying home i'm a house husband well you need a job i'm a house husband here come the perverted perverted thing devil tries to pervert everything god does amen i won't go there hallelujah amen our father which art in heaven when you pray believe what you pray give us our day our daily bread but but that you know what you're saying you're saying you believe in him for your daily necessities you believe in him for what you need and you believe that he's going to bring you bread not a stone amen shoot some he will go in somebody's pocket I'm telling you how God works and say, here, this is God told me to give it. You don't got to tell people what you need. 
If you trust God, God will tell you what he tells somebody else. That's just how he works. He will tell people what you need. He don't have to tell you nothing. He don't need your permission. Well, I didn't want her to do it. He going to pick the person you don't want to do it. Because he's trying to give you a message. <laughs> he's trying to tell you something. Whew. Praise God. Let's go to First John. I think I'm going to have to finish another day. First John 4. 1 John 4. Praise God. 1 John 4. Let's see. Verse 17. Uh Uh-oh, I don't have it. Wait a minute. Okay, verse 17 says, Love has been perfected among us. Do I have the right thing? That's the right one? Yeah, you don't have it. I got it. There is no fear. Okay. Okay, so first John four seventeen says love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. Because as so he is so are we so there is no fear in love but perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment but he who fears has not been made perfect in love so in other words you know what this is saying look don't be afraid in the day of judgment stand boldly because you know that god has removed all spot all wrinkle gotten your heart right and you don't have to fear. Amen. Because you stand in boldly in the on the throne or in before the throne of grace. And you've made your you know your petition to God and your repentance to God. So you don't have to worry about being judged unfaithful. Well, I didn't do everything. Repent. We got that option. Repent, keep moving. Amen. It's just that simple. It's, it's so simple it don't make sense. Amen. And that's what, see, because to religion, religion is always trying to find a loophole. Well, will you just keep on? I remember this one guy, remember Chuck, he, he, he did something wrong. He drove a truck. And he said, um, I, I, I need to go to jail. I'm guilty. And I said, but God wants to set you free. And he said, how long do you want to stay in, the jo- in, the, in jail? And what did he say? About a year. And I'm saying six months. Well, because, see, he couldn't phantom God getting him out of trouble. And he just, and when he said, well, he came back. My wife said, I need to pay for my crime. I said, you keep letting your wife do your thinking. You're gonna, you ain't gonna, you're gonna be in a bad situation. You better open your eyes. Know God for you. I knew that, but I wasn't gonna tell him. Cause then I'm a witch and I'm heresy, heresy. But I knew that's what the deal was. Why would you tell your husband you need to go away? So he said, well, I need longer than six months. And we had to pound in his head, didn't we? You don't need to go. And the Lord told me to tell him he would do six months. He did six months and came home. 
picked up his business again. Still, you know. But then here come the devil. But he was willing because somebody said. I tell her, I said, honey, well, if you that's what you think of me. Uh, and, well, you guilty. Yeah, I'm guilty, but I've been forgiven. Right. See, when you don't know God for yourself, you listen to any moron. Because you got to listen to them because you don't know him for you. Because you're too lazy. So if his wife said you deserve a year, then I'm, I'm willing to do a year. She's trying to get rid of you. <laughs> Whew. One, two, three. Amen. Need to know God for yourself. Go to him. He'll accept you. He in the business of, of accepting families. If he accept her, he'll accept you. And she didn't know much about God as she, you thought she did because she didn't know right from wrong. My goodness. Mm-mm. I ain't let nobody tell me what I need. No, God will tell me what I deserve and need because he's the only righteous. He's the righteous God. He's the righteous God. He's the only one that knows what you deserve and need. Amen. The Bible says we're heirs. <laughs> Joint heirs with Christ. You know what? Our DNA is exactly like he is. So you deserve what he deserves. He already died for your theft problem. Amen. Get it here. Galatians 4, 6. Let's go there. Almost done. He already died for that. See, that's somebody that don't know God for himself sitting up with a mediator. The mediator is, is the Holy Ghost. Can't nobody mediate for God except the Holy Ghost. Get a brain. Get a life. Galatians 4, 6. It says, and because you really are his son, God has sent the Holy Spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. He's your daddy. He's the one you go to when you're confused. Then you, you, you talk to your spouse after you get clear di- direction from God. You got to know who's God and who ain't. Man. To shoot the family needs your direction for, you know, for their survival. And so this is just the way it is. It ain't man's idea. The Bible tells who's the head. He speaks to the head. God ain't thinking about these people who come from under authority trying to run everything. He ain't going to honor that. Even if it's some good ideas. He don't honor it. He just don't. I was looking at uh, Celebrity Apprentice, and uh, you all know Rudy Huxtable. She was the project manager, and she didn't understand why she was sent home. When she, they were on a, what is it, raising money, fundraising for different charities. And she raised $8,000, and it was a couple people, Lorenzo Lamas was on the men's team. He didn't, he didn't raise any money kate goslin was on the women's team she didn't raise any money and so she thought kate should be home sent home which i thought she should too but that's just because she got a bad attitude god don't care about that 
care about what's right, what's wrong. It was a fundraiser. Rudy raised $8,000, and Kate didn't raise anything, and one of the other women didn't raise anything, and she was wondering why she was sent home. Because you the head. And they said, why don't you... Re- why don't you take responsibility? And it was a hang-up in there because I was kind of hanging her way. No, she she did her best. But when you're the head, everything that happens under you, you got to take responsibility. And this is what they was trying to show her. It's a bitter pill to swallow. And she even weaseled $25,000 out of Trump. He, she said, well, I'm here for my charity. He said, I'll give you a charity. How about this? I'll give you a charity, $25,000. I love that man. How about that? And they was looking at him like, whoa, you giving her? Because you know why? Because she put a stiff argument up. And he understood that she didn't understand. She said, but we're here for the, for the, you know, the charities and whoever did the least, you know, raised the least amount of money, go home. And so one of her, a couple of her checks didn't come in. You know how people call them on the phone, I'll give you $10,000. They never show up with it. Well, Kate Goslin's her excuse was, my $10,000 check didn't come in. So Rudy kept saying, well, my $10,000 is just like Kate's. It didn't come in. But you're the project manager. And I noticed everybody was saying that, looking at her like she's an idiot. But see, you got to get off that. And I was thinking her way, and then I said, that's wrong. She's the authority. You go home because your project failed. Don't seem fair, but we ain't about fair. Like he says, we're here to raise money. And although you raised eight, it wasn't enough. Amen. And so I know this is just the world and their stuff is stupid. And I agree. But the facts still remain. God honors what the head does. And because you're the project manager, you go home. And even, what's his name, uh, the older guy? Yeah, the news guy. No. No, the other guy, the Smith, um, you know who I'm talking about, with the glasses, the gray-haired guy, the one that's on the panel with whatever. He, yeah, he, he even told her, he says, this is about, your contact with people, they asked her, did she call Cosby, her TV father? And this was before all of this. And she said, no. And they said, why? They brought a good point on And when, you know what? She lost because of that. Geraldo's team, they raised over $200,000. They did good, but this ain't about good. It's about not good enough. Well, I, I started to do that, and I, I wanted to do that. It ain't a, you should have done it. Amen. It's a good thing to learn. You know, I learned a lot looking at that. You just have to be responsible. And they just said, you got to be responsible. And he said, I'll give you $25,000. And he said, by the way, Rudy, you're fired. <laughs> I loved it. I was so, it was funny. Rudy, you're fired. Mm, I love it. Hallelujah. All right, I'm almost done. <laughs> I'm almost done. It's like beside the point, you fired. You messed up. Jesus died on the cross once and for all for all his stuff for us to be forgiven over and over and over until eternity. 
my last scripture, Hebrew 9. Let's go back there. Hebrew 9. Verse 11. And in Hebrews 9, verse 11, let me find it in both the King James and the Amplified. Okay, King King James, Hebrews 9, verse 11. It says, But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with man's hands that is not of this creation in other words the tabernacle is not a building are y'all here today let me say it again but christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that this not of this creation in other words the sanctuary where god is ain't in a building amen and you ain't got to be in a certain spot in your house it's not in a building well i can't concentrate till i get to church it's supposed to be in here church is in you so it's said that this tabernacle is not made of this creation Verse 12, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. Eternal, not temporary. Are y'all here today? Eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled the unclean, Uh, sanctifies for the purity of the flesh how much more should the blood of christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot what does that say it's writing spot to god cleanse your conscience from dead works to to serve the living god so okay what is this scripture saying it's saying look the only reason you don't receive eternal Re, re, uh, what is that forgiveness and redemption is because of what's going on in your mind it says you need your your conscience need to be cleared from dead works are y'all here today and for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death so he died to be your mediator for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called may receive the promise of the eternal inheritance are y'all here those called those called into salvation amen let's see what let's see what this uh the amplifier says but that appointed time came when christ the messiah appeared as the high priest of better things that have come and are to come then through the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with human hands that is not a part of this material creation he he went once for all into the holy of holies of heaven not by virtue of the blood of goats and calves by which to make reconciliation between god and man but his own blood having found and secured a complete redemption and everlasting release for us 
for if the mere sprinkling of unholy and defiled persons with blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a burnt heifer is sufficient for the purification of the body, how much more surely shall the blood of Christ, who, who by virtue of his eternal spirit, his own preeminence, his divine personality, has offered himself an unblemished sacrifice to God, purity of our purify our consciences from dead works and lifeless observances to serve the living God. He's the negotiator. That's what verse 15 says. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, is therefore the negotiator and mediator of an inter eternally new agreement or covenant so that those who are called and offered it may receive the fulfillment of the promise everlasting inheritance since a death has taken place are y'all here which rescues and delivers and redeems us from transgression and committed and committed under the old first agreement so no more old first agreement amen for there is a last will and testament involved here. Are y'all here? The death of the one who made it must be established. Did Jesus die? He died. Are y'all here? Let me read it again. Somebody wandered off. Verse 18. For where there is a last will and testament involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. Are y'all right? When you say so-and-so died in my family, they what do they tell you? Give me a death certificate. Mail it to me. This is what the insurance company asked for. And when you mail that death certificate in, then they receive the money, the insurance money. That's what this is saying. You got your insurance money because the death of one, Jesus died to fulfill that, that last will and testament. They don't read the will until they know that person. They got proof that that person died. Are y'all here? Verse 17. For a will and testament is valid and takes effect only at the death, since it has no force or legal power as long as the one who made it is alive. Are y'all in agreement? So even the old first covenant, God, which was God's will, God's will, look at that as a will, that Old Testament covenant, was not inaugurated and ratified and put in force without the shedding of blood. Are y'all here? So if they didn't ratify even the Old Covenant, and you had to be sprinkled with sacrifice of blood and goats, Jesus already ratified this new covenant. Are y'all here? So all you got to do is believe that what Jesus has done at Calvary will wash your sins away. Amen. Thank you. Wash your sin consciousness away. Once you, you repent, it's gone. You got to believe this and move on. That's why you can't look back. You got to look forward. You know, don't even think about what you did. God don't care about that. That means you're listening to the devil. Amen. Now we must be more aware of the new covenant than the old. Stop li living out of the old covenant and enter into the covenant by faith. How do I do it? By faith. By faith. Everybody that stuff in Hebrews 11. By faith. Everybody did things by faith. So by faith you enter into the new covenant. Know your sins are forgiven. And if there's something bugging you that's between you and Jesus, repent. Get it cleaned up.
and so well i repent but i don't feel right about it you got then you got to trust god to remove that feeling god that's god's job that's god's job to remove that guilt no more sin that's what sin consciousness is it's guilt and God has to remove that from you. you got to take that to God. God, I still feel dirty. Cleanse me. You don't tell him. He, if you, you know why he doesn't do it if you don't ask him? Because what good is it for him to do it and you ain't understanding what's going on? Ain't this good to know, y'all? It's good to know. Amen. Praise God. got to know these things. You just got to know. Hallelujah. You just got to know God loves you. Romans 5, 2. Through him also we have our excess, our interest in and our interest out. Let's go there right quick. We late anyway. It's only going to take me two minutes, Tanya. Romans 5, 2. Romans 5. It's taking me longer to do this little machine. Verse 2. It says, through him also we have our excess. That means our interest in and our introduction he already know who you are you don't need to be introduced that's been done already amen <laughs> he we have our interest in and out by faith into this grace or the grace means the state of god's favor in which we firmly and safely stand and let us rejoice and exalt in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of god now may your next thing says may your joy be fulfilled god already know who you are well god this is me again i used to introduce myself every time i went to god i know who y'all i said well i'm here again he says you can come as much as you want i thought i could wear my welcome out because i didn't know that his love extended so broadly in my life you can never wear god out amen all right why don't we stop (laughs) father we thank you lord hallelujah we thank and praise you, Father, and we lift.